Hey, great friends. What's going on? Today is Tuesday, and uh, we got a lot more we want to get to. I mean, we're just getting rolling, right? Like, we got a long ways till we get to the Super Bowl. But um, what I would like to do is thank all of our great partners. I'll start off with our people at Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. There they are. Hey, look, if you want to play blackjack and poker and other table games, you want to have an incredible breakfast, Saturdays and Sundays, the brunch is outstanding, lunch, dinner, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, out of this world. You already know the story there. Uh, great bar scene. Parking is easy and it's free. You don't have to schlep on a bus. You know, you park five miles away and you got to get on a bus and schlep like crazy. And then when you get in, smoke free. I mean, completely smoke free environment. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com or here you go. There's the QR code. Click on it. If you have any problems with gambling, I want you to call 1-800-GAMBLER because this is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to take over your life. And I know that, you know, uh, we want everybody to be happy and safe and healthy and, you know, have fun. Don't don't let this thing turn into something more than that. Have fun. You're a winner at 7-Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. All right. Prize picks. Oh, my goodness. Today is Taco Tuesday on prize picks. And I already have seen that uh, they've put out a play. Remember last week they had Christian McCaffrey 0.5 rushing yards. The only way Christian McCaffrey wasn't going to get that is if for some reason he got hurt in the pregame and he didn't play. Now, and I know we got a long way to go before we get to the big game. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win. So look around today on Taco Tuesday. I've already been trying to figure it out. Look around and see what you can find and pair it together with Patrick Mahomes because you've got 293 hours, um, 28 minutes and 16 seconds to get that 99% discount on Patrick Mahomes. His normal number would be like 265 and a half. Now they're giving it to you for only half a yard uh, on, on prize pick. So today's Taco Tuesday. I'd say to everybody, good luck. I know for me, I had a big weekend, so I reloaded my account. Um, if you have not made your first deposit yet, they match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So make that first deposit. And if you need to reload your account, you can use Apple Pay on your phone now. Make things super easy. And withdrawals are easy too. Uh, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Or here you go. Here's the QR code. All right. Let me thank our friends here from Athletic Greens. And here's why. Um, today, we're getting to the end of, of January. We got today and tomorrow. And um, I know everybody wants to try and get healthy during the month of January in particular. Our landing page is athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Look, you guys have heard me talk about Athletic Greens for a long time. You've probably seen and heard them on other podcasts. You definitely see the TV commercials. Here's what I can tell you. 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, and probiotics. Okay, so I don't take any other vitamins. I'm not exactly telling you that I'm the paragon of health. All I am telling you is, is that I don't eat well, meaning I, I eat whatever I want to eat. You know, I'm not carefully watching my diet, which I wish I was because I mean, I'm putting in the work, I'm doing the workouts. If I would watch my diet, I'd finally lose the weight, but trying to be healthy, trying to keep my body protected and strong athletic greens. And, uh, this morning I, I will tell you, you know, I take my one travel pack, I pour it in the water, I shake it up, I give the vitamin D and then, uh, so, uh, do your thing, man. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. <laughs> <laughs> you get the five free travel packs and the one year supply of vitamin D when you buy through us. Okay. Uh, let's start the show and we'll talk more at the halftime. Yo, what's going on everybody? It's Kaplan and crew. 
just getting set, getting ready to roll, jumping onto the radio airwaves of 1090, getting onto the stream of YouTube. Tonight will be plastered all over TV, and you know we're on every audio podcast known to man. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man, we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Best location, only seven minutes out of downtown San Diego. Easy parking, and it's free. Uh, no smoking allowed in the casino, so the place smells fresh. And uh, great food, great gaming, TVs everywhere. You got it all at Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. All right, um, just getting set and going here today. And uh, a lot of things on my mind, but I will start off with this. I saw a report earlier this morning on CNN. My television in the mornings when I'm home working, it, it goes back and forth between CNN, CNBC, and ESPN. And so this morning I saw on CNN a report, <laughs> cracked me up, uh, like the, the lower third graphic. I think the headline was um, the right wing media is saying that Taylor Swift, there's a conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift and the NFL are are like preparing for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And it's all some big scheme to make sure that Joe Biden gets reelected. And what? yeah, I know. I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. I got to like my I got to slow things down here for a second. Wait, everybody time out. Hold on. So here's what I know. Yeah, Taylor Swift is now dating Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the the Chiefs won the AFC Championship game and they're going back to the Super Bowl. When the game was over, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were making out on the field. Um, he said to her, Tay, I'm going back to the locker room to, to celebrate with the boys. And you can hear the audio. She's like, oh my God, I've never been so proud of my entire life. Like I thought this whole Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey thing was a goof like six, eight weeks ago. Now I, I'm like expecting a wedding at some point, or maybe like after the chiefs win the super bowl, he gets down on a knee and, and has one of those bubblegum, you know, diamond ring things. Cause she's going to need one. That's like, you know, a million dollars. Um, and then the only other things that I really know that's going on is in, in terms of outside of football is that Trump dominated in New Hampshire Terrific, just tremendous people, tremendous people in New Hampshire, tremendous people. And then, and then Trump did with this lady, uh, where he slandered her, and now there's like an $83 million payout that he's supposed to pay her. I mean, like, I, I'm on the fringe of news, I don't really know what's going on in news, I know what's going on in sports. And so, when I read that, and he, here's how it here's how it reads with the Kansas City Chiefs heading to the Super Bowl, influential MAGA media personalities have started circulating conspiracy theories that Taylor Swift is promoting, well, they're promoting, the deranged notion that she is part of a sprawling psychological operation plot staged by the NFL and the Democratic Party to deliver the 2024 presidential election to Joe Biden. Whoa. Whoa, is that really happening? Mm. Is that like a real thing? So, so let me just make sure I'm clear. Taylor Swift... The NFL, the Democratic Party, everybody's in on it. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift there so that Biden beats Trump. Is that right? But Biden. now that's also, isn't that also assuming that Nick Bosa's going along with this plan? <laughs> 
because <laughs> he's on. The I just want to get right? it out yeah, there, right? He's on like the other if, side. If, if this plan is happening, yeah, which is intricate, intricate and marvelous, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means that everybody on the 49ers has to be a willing participant as well. Yeah, somebody and better Bose, tell. Somebody Nick better Bosa, tell. Nick which, which, which someone refers to him as Magabosa on this show. Yeah, that means he has to go along with it. Yeah, right. Somebody or he's better, part of it. Better, so he's better, a secret op. I guess for the so. Democratic Party pretending to be a Republican. I guess so. I listen. I, I this is now this has confused the hell out of me because the intersection of football with pop culture and now politics and conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, you thought this yesterday. Is... You thought I blew your mind yesterday when I pointed out that when the Detroit Lions have a press conference, there's blue Gatorade. When the 49ers have a press conference, there's red Gatorade. When the Ravens have a press conference, there's purple Gatorade. You, you, I blew your mind yeah. yesterday. Yeah, they get to by, save money in the Super Bowl now. It's all red. But by, by pointing out that the that the Gatorade colors go with the yeah. team colors in the yeah. postgame press conferences, if I blew your mind on that yesterday, think about what this Taylor Swift Super Bowl conspiracy to get Biden reelected is doing to guys like me. Because I, I have enough of a hard time staying up last night watching a basketball game. I was bored out of my freaking mind watching the Lakers and the Rockets yesterday. I, I can't put pieces of a puzzle together like this, man. This is as crazy as the uh, the plot of the interview where James Franco plays like a Ryan Seacrest and the government hires him to go to uh, North Korea because the <laughs> Supreme Leader is a fan of his of his nighttime talk show. So they James Franco and Seth Rogen are hired by the FBI to go to North Korea befriend the supreme leader and then assassinate him in his sleep while in north korea like this is as wild as that and that was a movie this is real life right and by the way that movie as i recall um actually got me to watch that movie because there was so much controversy around it. i was like oh i better know what's going on here Mm -hmm. so i listen um i can't tell you if it's true or if it's false but the notion that taylor swift and the nfl are in bed together to get Biden reelected. That's funny to me. Cause I think about Jerry Jones being in on this too. Like <laughs> you imagine Jerry Jones going, Oh yeah. Oh, I'm all for this. Yeah. That's what I want to happen. So how many team owners donated money to Donald Trump in 2020? Like 11. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta look that up as Browner lets us know what he thinks I know. about this. Browner, Browner, not Browner is sitting here for those of you listening on radio with his eyes squinted the entire time. I, I can't imagine what's going on inside that mind of yours. Nine I mean, NFL owners in 2016 donated to Donald Trump. Gotcha. This is this is the same man yesterday, Browner, who and deservedly so, getting ripped on Twitter. Anybody rip me? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Me? No, in in fact, you're right. You're right. You're right. They're not ripping you. They're laughing at you. Your whole, yeah, your whole Jim Harbaugh is better than Andy Reid right now. He's the best coach in the AFC West. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. all over you on that one. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. These are the same people you talking. Okay, two things those people have in common: what (laughs) you start the show with, and what you're saying right now. Those are the same people. What do you mean? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You, you mean to tell me? That people who think that Andy Reid is the best coach in the AFC West, those are the same people that believe that that Taylor Swift and the NFL are in a conspiracy to get Biden reelected. You're telling me those are the same two people? 
If same you want, kinds of if people. You, if you one of those people on the internet talking crazy about me, mm-hmm. you are one of them people. Because you, you can't see the are, truth. Which one are they? Which you can't see are, the truth. What's the truth? <clears throat> Listen, man, stats don't lie, bro. When Jim Harbaugh was in the league, look at the record. Look at the record between him and Andy Reid. We did this yesterday. Harbaugh we wins. We was in the, the NFC Championship oh, game. Oh, oh. Harbaugh wins. Wait a second. You, you, I love how you keep doing this. Who was in the NFC? Was, was there only one NFC Championship game? Well, it was four. He was in two of them. Harbaugh was in two of them. Yes, sir. And how many was Andy Reid in, in Philadelphia? Zero. No, no, Zero. no, sir. No, sir. I did. Hey, bro, I did the research, no, no, not, man. Not at this, I did. They may not have been in the same time. They may not have crossed over in the NFC. Two years they We're going did. Back to this. Two years. We're going back oh to this. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. It's the new so Cooper Cup. I ain't going back to nothing. He brought it up. I'm telling y'all. I'm this telling is what you. I'm telling y'all. Okay. Y'all be hating back. This, you know what? This show, this show yeah. between the two of y'all, yeah. Y'all hate facts when y'all not delivering them. It's real what weird. It's real weird, man. When you two, when you two, when Mister, when you know Einstein over here ain't delivering facts, he don't like them. And when you ain't delivering facts, Mister on the bottom, you don't like them either. That's well, when weird. I deliver facts, I don't give you a window like yesterday when you're like, "Well, Andy Reid started coaching in 2006," completely uh, obliviating the fact that he started in 1998 with the Eagles, went I was to a Super Bowl question. before then. <laughs> Did Jim Harbaugh start cooking? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? No, I was and, and you, question. You, why don't you do this? Hold on. Why don't you tell, us, this? Don't you tell us the Could, career record of Jim Harbaugh coaching the 49ers and then tell us Andy Reid's career record as a head coach in the NFL. And then at the end of it, since we all like numbers so much and we all like stats so much, then you can prove to us how much, how right you are that Jim Harbaugh is the best coach in the AFC West. Go ahead. Question. The question was presented to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was better? I used no, a large really sample. Question. I, it was a statement. What's the question? No, no. The statement oh, was the statement fair. was Jim fair. Harbaugh is the best coach fair. in the AFC West. And then your fair. evidence was that if you look at Jim Harbaugh when he was with the Niners, and if you mm-hmm. look at when Andy Reid was with with uh, Philadelphia, the Eagles and the Chiefs, because it okay. was two years, two years okay. with the Eagles, two years with the Chiefs. Right. And Jim Harbaugh twice made it to the AFC Championship game, NFC, NFC. And now you're because of that success over the course of i think it was how many years did harbaugh coach four. in san francisco for that success anoints him now to walk through the division for a guy who's got two super bowl rings in the last four years and a guy who's been to six straight afc championship games harbaugh walks into the division as the best coach in the afc west because of what he did with the niners for four years by the way 12 years ago again sample size brother they was in the league at the same time one was cooking you know, one was a waiter at the time. One was really putting in work. One was just kind of trying to figure things out. And now, after that, Jim Harbaugh goes to college, rebuilds one of the national powerhouses back to their rightful place, then wins the national championship, retires Nick Saban, starts a college coaching domino, and now he's on the charges. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know, no quarterback. Who was his quarterback this whole time he was doing this? Huh? Can you can you name somebody? And if you give me JJ McCarthy, please do because he ain't good. No, but he who he, like, he, has, who he, has, he, nas- he has the same national championship ring that Harbaugh has, doesn't he? Well, what I'm telling y'all is he ain't good. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. They get, well, Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh should be way bigger. Yeah. But by the yes. way, your your track record of of telling us who's good and who's not good at quarterback, not so strong. All right. Go ahead. You back J.J. Yeah, McCarthy. Yeah. You look like Carson, a J.J. McCarthy Carson. guy. He's like a Carson Wentz kind of guy. You, you, know? He's like you, a... you know what? You look like a, you look like one of them J.J. McCarthy guys. Go oh, ahead. Really? What, what do J.J. Yeah. McCarthy guys look like? You, 
You fit the description of a JJ McCarthy fan. Really? What are the, yeah. the description? So I know. <laughs> you know what y'all. You know what I'm talking about. What? You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Hey, hey, ain't no brothers pulling for JJ McCarthy. No, just like ain't no brothers pulling for Brock Purdy either. That's why you continue to go after him. Ryan Clark, Ryan Clark was on TV yesterday pulling for him. It's all good. Oh, one brother. He, he got now. one. He got, he got one, one brother now. Okay. He got one. He got one. <laughs> we ain't with him. Uh, okay. Hey, um, today. Well, are we done with that? Yeah, I'm good with it. Browner, next time you bring up the conversation, since I didn't want to help you in your argument, he went to three NFC championship games, but that's oh. just, you know, facts, oh, you know. Oh, damn. Don't you let know. them get in the way. Don't let them get in the way. Don't let facts get in the way. You, look at you two both. At, look at you both out of breath already. They're going for the yeah. water 12 minutes in. Well, just yelling I mean, at each other about some something that we're going to find out soon. I can't wait. Now, listen, I just, listen, because I just, I just, I'm telling y'all, I was saying it first. I was him. I was the person mm-hmm. out here telling y'all what the situation was going to be. And I just want people to know, because I was loud with this. I was okay. loud with this. Okay. okay. While y'all out here, you know, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Charge I'll tell you up, this, bro. You, you want to know what I hope? I hope that when we get to March and we get into the NCAA basketball tournament and we get into the Browner hot take of the year competition, and when we've got the hot take that Jim Harbaugh is the best coach in the AFC West, because that will stand alone as a number one seat. I assure you of that. Um, when that comes up, I hope everybody votes for that particular line to, to take it from you, to just, just snatch it right from you, you know? So, so even if, even if you get proven right, which of course I don't think you will be, especially as long as Andy Reid is, is in the AFC West. Um, but I hope that the audience and the great friends just takes it right from you. The chatlins just snatch it from you and they go, nope, nope, we ain't having that. That's what I'm hoping why for. Are you trying to, why are you trying to influence the vote? I am trying to influence the vote right now. Before we even get through January, I'm trying to influence right. the vote. It's a conspiracy between me, Taylor Swift, the NFL, and the Democratic Party to make sure that you never say, that Jim Harbaugh is the best coach in the AFC West. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. I can't even do it with those people, man. I can't oh do it. Oh my god! No, oh my goodness, it. man! Won't do it. That's crazy. I'm. I'm is this real? That can't. That's. That's not real. Tell me. Career win percentage. Well, career wins in the mm-hmm. NFL history. Andy Reid is fourth. Okay. Of course. So you got like For- Don Shula, Bill Belichick. Uh, I don't know who would be Bill third. Walsh. Mm, I don't know. George Hallis. Oh, okay. Come on, Browner. Bear do Don, come on, Don Browner. Shula, George Hallis, Bill Belichick. Well, this, yeah. Come on, Andy Browner. Reed. Do better, man. George Hallis. You don't know my that bad. it's George Hallis. Come on. My bad, fam. My bad. All right. Come on, Chicago. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Shout out to Virginia. How far back is Andy Reid? He's a lot back. Yeah, he's. He's not going to be able to retire right now to to catch up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Three twenty eight for Don Shula, two fifty eight for Andy Reid. Okay, and and give me uh, Belichick is sixteen games behind Shula. Is that right? Yeah, uh, Hallis three hundred two. Uh huh. And then where's Belichick? Uh-huh. What's he got? Three hundred two. Hallis okay. got three eighteen. I think. Yeah, career wins three hundred two. Gotcha. By the way, I was seeing an article earlier today that wait, what were you called- saying? It wasn't correct because I feel like it's about to favor me. That Harbaugh has three eight NFC championship appearances. No, no, no. More. The win, the more. the win percentage is exactly the same for Andy Reid in in Kansas City and Philadelphia. His win percentage in both both yeah. places. Yeah, sixty four percent. Wow, that's pretty amazing. 
That's yeah. pretty amazing. I saw an, uh, an article earlier today because, you know, the, the um, head coaching vacancies around the NFL have not still been filled. I mean, Seattle is still a question mark and Washington mm -hmm. is still a question mark. And Belichick is still out there, presumably wants to coach because he did two interviews with Atlanta and Atlanta went and hired Raheem Morris. They're like, hey, look, um, young guy has been a head coach before, has been in this Ram system. Um, and, and is African-American and younger and can relate to these players better than in Atlanta. Won. That matters, by the way, yeah. for people who like, oh, in Atlanta, that absolutely matters. Right. I mean, 71 year old white guy. I mean, I I'm going in a different direction. Belichick. I'll ask you guys this. There's talk of Belichick now leaving coaching to go take an analyst job. Now, listen, wah, wah. I mean, Belichick in a press conference couldn't be less personality, but could Belichick be an NFL analyst on a network? I mean, you can, how, how, how much, how much you willing to give him to find out? Cause this is where, this is where coach speak comes back to bite people like this. The guy has been unentertaining and, and boring on purpose for two decades. Now you think I'm supposed to give you a couple million dollars to come be on my pregame show? I mean, nah, he's pretty I good. I mean, I don't know if he has it, but Nick Saban, damn good on TV. True. And Nick and, Saban and, is the same way in press conferences and in, in public appearances. But Nick Saban I'm not has saying Bill Belichick has it. I'm not telling like I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But if you have a chance, if you have the chance, like Tom Brady was gifted 300 plus million dollars. I don't know if he's any good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have the chance to get the best of the best, you get the best. I mean, yeah. you, you you just go get them if you can. And we, you're right though. Like if you're an executive, it's a it's probably considered like a home run hire. And then you got to figure it out if he's actually good or not. If I were Fox, knowing that Brady and Belichick don't really love 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 each other, I would be curious to see what it would be like to finally get Brady in the booth. And put Belichick in there with him as a third member. Isn't it wild, is it? Think about it too. The Patriots played how many games on Fox, and now they're going to have Brady. They already have Gronk, and if they get Belichick, it almost feels wasted. On they've Fox. got they've got Edelman too. <laughs> Julian Edelman uh, I, works for Fox too. I would be shocked if he's good at that. I would I would literally be shocked. It takes a, a Nick Saban to recruit young athletes. You have to have personality. To go in mamas and, and, and daddies and living rooms and uncles and aunties and grandmas, you need personality for that. Nick Saban has personality. To coach an NFL team, you don't need personality. But Belichick has never – now, they say behind the scenes he's funny, but is that funny that can relate to television? Funny, Does he have a lot of insight into football? Absolutely. But can he take criticism publicly? Or I well, I mean, we'll can, he, can he describe it for a TV audience? I'm not sure. It's pretty fascinating. Right. Does he want to pick games? Before you even get to Belichick, they have the first number one problem is they got to kick Greg Olson out the number one booth, and everybody loves him. Yeah, Greg Olson's damn good, and he's likable. You're not kicking I out Greg Olson. No, I think they are. I mean, well, it depends. I mean, if Brady decides to come, yeah, they're going to kick him out, bro. It's three hundred fifty million dollars. You think he's not coming? I'm not, find I'm something still, else for him to do, I'm man. I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure Brady's really. I don't either. Job. I'm not I positive. I know I what you're saying about his the life. Money. He rich already. Yeah, yeah but it's dude, he works two days a week. 
It, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I'm not become, positive. You want to become Tony Romo? If you Tom Brady, you want to become Tony Romo? You do the job long enough, people just like, eh, guys, yeah. I know people. Oh, well. he, right as as we're headed towards the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh well, people people think <laughs> that Jim Nance and Tony Romo like hate each other now. Pat my know? tears with my hundreds. Oh, yeah, no. you don't like me. All right, stick around. We're just getting going. Um, I do want to mention everybody that today is Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks, and they're giving you a gift. I mean, a gift. I'll get into it later in the show, but they're giving you Patrick Mahomes at 0.5 yards passing in the big game. So just the way they gave you Christian McCaffrey this past weekend at 0.5 yards rushing, easy win. They're giving you 0.5 yards passing on Patrick Mahomes in the big game. Go to prizepicks.com slash great friends. For those of you watching, you can use our QR code right here. We'll talk more about it as the afternoon goes on. Just getting going. Chargers hire a new GM. Talk about nepotism. Let's get there. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is time on Kaplan and crew for a little Eric Williams from FoxSports.com. I mentioned at the end of the last segment that the Chargers have hired a new general manager, and I mentioned the word nepotism. I'll explain what I mean here in a matter of moments. Got Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studio. So whether you're listening on radio, watching on TV, YouTubers, audio podcasters, uh, people on social media who are catching up to us, however you're getting the show today, man, we're glad to have everybody here. And Grande, Brown Man, let's bring Eric Williams back into the show. Eric, first of all, great to see you as always. Um, you guys were right. Me and Browner were wrong. The Chargers got their man, Jim Harbaugh. So before we even talk about the Super Bowl matchup, uh, Jim Harbaugh is officially a Charger head coach. It is still a mind blow for me mm -hmm. uh, here today. Yeah, obviously is a big get for the franchise to to get somebody that of that stature. Uh, I think it's going to kind of change, you know, how they're viewed uh, both regionally in Los Angeles and then nationally. You know, I think there's a chance to get more primetime games with a known commodity like Harbaugh, um, a culture set. Um, and, and I think, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of surprised that this happened. We didn't think that the Spanos family would open up their their checkbook uh, and scratch the check. Uh, but give them credit. I think they kind of understood where they were at as an organization, as a franchise, in order to legitimately take that next step. They needed uh, somebody the caliber of Harbaugh to come in and and establish a, a winning culture. And so now, you know, we'll we'll see how it works starting on Thursday with the press conference. I, I uh, ran into one of Dean Spanos's best friends who used to be one of my really, really close friends, but he had to make a decision. He, he had to either go with Dean or he had to go with me. I would have taken Dean too. He's got a private jet. He's got an NFL football team. So perks are a little better. Yeah, the perks are way better. The perks are way better. You know, <laughs> for me, the only perk is I say your name on the radio. Uh, so, so he said to me, he said, wow, I was surprised to see you on television. Give Dino his props. And I said, well, look, I mean, it, it pains me to do so, of course, but I was as surprised as anybody that, that the Spanoses would go from paying a coach, you know, whatever it may have been, $4 million a year for Brandon Staley, to now all of a sudden the word I've heard is that they're paying uh, Jim Harbaugh $15 million a year for five Ooh. years. Wow. So um, no confirmation, but I'm telling you that one of Dino's closest buddies, that was the number that I got. So... Yeah, I mean, I have to congratulate them. 
you did something that most of us didn't think you would do. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. Now, I will ask you this question because it's been an ongoing debate here on the show. In your estimation, who is the best coach in the AFC West and how would you rank the coaches? Well, you got to go Andy Reid first because he's got the hardware. Um, I'd go Peyton just again, you know, just based on success and, and what he's done, uh, you know, when he was with the Saints. And then obviously Harbaugh is right there, number three. And then and then AP, you know, Antonio Pierce would, would be number four for me. Mm, that's an interesting ranking. A very interesting ranking. Where'd you have Harbaugh? At Harbaugh three. <laughs> wow. Jeez. See y'all making this. See, this is what this is what makes me upset about y'all. Y'all making these noises, like folks ain't entitled to their opinions. Okay, now, oh, 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 let me ask the question again. Oh, I heard it the first time. Can I repeat it? We're just we're now, just not allowed. Eric, we're not Eric, allowed our opinion. I guess just our guests are, but say, we're not. I say nobody. I, I, I what I said is this, Eric. Just so Eric knows the understanding of this this trio here. Fair. In my opinion, Jim Harbaugh is the best coach in the division. Has mm. Andy Reid been successful? Obviously. I'm not saying he hasn't been. But I'm saying when Jim Harbaugh was in the NFL, he had the fourth most wins. When they were in the NFL at the same time, Jim Harbaugh was a better NFL head coach. And all Jim Harbaugh has done since that is go to Michigan, a dead program that was a national powerhouse, revive it, Win a national championship, retire Bill, retire Nick Saban in the process, and now he is back in the division with the Chargers. And so, to me, and I'm saying it first, so can't nobody get it confused, and can't no words get twisted loud and clear. Next year, Jim Harbaugh will be the best coach in the division, and it will be shown, and I will be proven correct. And the lip smackers over here will have to eat their words. Browner, I think it's fair because you're talking about future performance. I'm talking about past performance and then basing my rankings on what they did in the past. Harbaugh certainly has been successful, but he's got zero Lombardis when he was with the Niners. He hasn't won a championship in the NFL. Those other two guys that I ranked ahead of him, they have. And so for me, that matters, the fact that you're able to win a Lombardi. So I rank those two guys ahead of them. But if you talk about future performance, we don't even know if Andy Reid's going to coach next year. That's I mean, right. He he's might scared. retire. And yeah, he's it. scared. That's right. Right. Harbaugh's gonna, right. Harbaugh's going to retire Nick Saban and Andy Reid in the same year, according to Browner. <laughs> retire one without even without even playing a game against them. Well, and and Peyton, Peyton doesn't have a quarterback. So, you know, Harbaugh does. So if you're talking about future, yeah, that does make some sense, perhaps, to, to rank Harbaugh first amongst those guys. But, again, you know, I, I, I want to see it. You know, I want to see what it's going to so, look like. When, what, when he's do you, out there. what do you think of what do you hear about this Andy Reid retirement madness? Because this sounds crazy to me. Well, yeah, I, I do think it's a little it's a little getting ahead of the narrative of, or the story of what's happening. Let, let's see what happens at the Super Bowl first. But, you know, he's been coaching for a long time. He, he looks like he has some health issues. He's not the smallest guy. You know, when you look at well, he always you know, been big. Right. But, you know, as you get older nah, and, and what and, and I think the other thing is, like, what else does he need to do? You know, um, he's already kind of established himself as, as a, a Hall of Fame head coach. Um, so, you know, does he want to continue to do it? Coaching is taxing on you in terms of your health, uh, you know, dealing with that year in and year out. But if he's not going to coach, what else is he going to do? And I think that's kind of the question for a lot of lifers that have been in the league. 
you know, look at Pete Carroll. He still wants to coach and he's, he's 72. So I would suspect that he's going to continue to coach, particularly if you have Patrick Mahomes as your, as your quarterback, you know, why, why would you step away? Yeah. Where are you going? Bro, I feel bad for, for these, what are, what are they called? Baby boomers, whatever generation they're from. Like, man, tell you what, if I had that much money and I hit 45, you ain't going to ever see me work again. <laughs> I don't understand this like 72 year old need to like work and be around guys. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. They, these guys need some without purpose. Dude. Like, one go away to exist. Like, go away. Like, if, if purpose is to like run plays in life, like, I'm not listening. I'm going to sit here and judge. I, I was going to say, I'm not going to judge, but I am. That sounds sad and crazy to me that you're 72 yeah. or Andy Reid's 65, right? And Pete Carroll's 71, Bill Belichick 71. Like, you're that age. And the only thing you could think of to do in your life with that much money is, I got to keep doing this. Like, all right. Cool. Baby that makes no sense. Are built, to me, man. Are, they're, they're built different, man. Different generation. Built different, baby. Yeah, built different. Us Gen Zers. Lazy. Quit. That's why me and Sean McVay were going to retire soon. <laughs> me, Sean lazy. McVay, me, Kevin O'Connell. Like, we're all going to retire soon. So don't get and too do happy what? with us. You know and, and do what? Play Tetris? Uh, do what? What y'all going to do? Not have a job where there's this clown in San Diego okay. saying that I'm not the best coach in the AFC West. Right. That's what. Okay. And do, and, and do what? Because what? this is what Gene Zeers don't understand. All y'all grew up in the technology information era. Y'all love attention. So when y'all stop getting attention, the money will be irrelevant because you've had money forever. If you're there, you've had money forever. The admiration, the people opening doors for you, for you being the guy. That's worth far more than money can buy. And that's mm. what Gen Zers don't get yet. Mm. I don't know, man. If I were if I were in Pete Carroll's Witty. position, and I would have the, the thing that that drives Pete, I think, and I I would say it's kind of the same thing that probably drives Bill Belichick is not deciding a year or two ago, I'm leaving. The fact that that Bob Kraft said to Bill Belichick, we're done. That just that just upsets somebody that they didn't walk out on their terms. But you would have thought that those guys would know that's the NFL. And it doesn't matter how many Super Bowls you have. At some point, you get fired. Everybody gets fired in the NFL. Everybody. Eric Williams is here. Um, Eric Williams from FoxSports.com. Eric, let me get your opinion on the new Chargers. Wait, what generation is Eric? Eric, what generation are you? Help um, Alex. I'm, def I'm definitely a Gen Xer. I, I'm right there, there with Kaplan. Yeah, right. That's us. Gen Xers, man. We're kind of caught in the middle. We work our asses off, grind mm -hmm. every day, don't know any different, and uh, and probably aren't ready or maybe not even able to, or maybe never will be able to retire. Yeah, planning <laughs> is in Gen X's sure. strength. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Especially when you live in San Diego. Um, mm -hmm. Eric, I'm curious to hear what you think about the Chargers new general manager, because truth be told, um, I actually didn't really, I don't know much about him. I've had to like do some research on this. Alex, you put up the slide here. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Chargers new GM, I, we, we always kind of joke about nepotism in the NFL. Um, he, his name isn't Harbaugh, but it might as well be Harbaugh because this guy's been with the Ravens since the late 90s. And he's been part of the Ravens franchise for 25 years. And in the last, however, maybe four or five years, this guy has been a critical part of building the Ravens roster, which, of course, going into the AFC championship game, many people thought was the best roster in the NFL. Um, so it may his name may not be Harbaugh. But he now comes to Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers from John Harbaugh with the Ravens. So the way I look at it is this guy's part of the Harbaugh family. 
What do you think? Mm -hmm. Or what do you know about this guy? Yeah, Joe Ortiz, um, a guy that, you know, in talking to people uh, around the the organization was was somebody that they expected to emerge as the guy that was going to get the job. Uh, and I think you're right. I mean, I think they're trying to set up Baltimore West based on the success that uh, Jim's brother John has had, both in terms of personnel and getting players in uh, and then identifying players that fit, you know, what Jim wants to do with the Chargers. So I think the hire makes sense. I'm sure that Jim and John have been having a lot of conversations in terms of structurally how they want to set up the organization with the Chargers. Probably going to look similar to what they've been doing in Baltimore in some respects in terms of personnel. Uh, so not a surprise. Um, we'll see how Jim and and the new GM get along because that was an issue in San Francisco in terms of the relationships. It, it, it became uh, a struggle, you know, after a while. Um, but I certainly expect, you know, first year or two that um, they'll figure it out pretty quick. Well, I would think this, you know, in San Francisco, Harbaugh had problems with the general manager, Trent Balky mm -hmm. was his name. Yep. Uh, but that was because, you know, Harbaugh was a first time NFL head coach. Now Harbaugh was the big fish and the general manager that they're hiring is coming in to support him. Mm -hmm. So, so to me, this general manager very much works for Jim Harbaugh, not the other way around. So um, in terms of them getting along, if this guy's smart, he does what he's told because Harbaugh is the money. <laughs> Harbaugh is the investment. Yeah, you're, you're right, Scott. That is the difference here versus San Francisco. Harbaugh is the one in charge. He's the one that's making the decisions where that wasn't necessarily the case in San Francisco. And that's why you had, uh, you know, the conflicts that was that were happening uh, in that organization, both with Balky and the owner. Um, and so, again, you know, I just, you know, Harbaugh is a unique personality, I think is the nicest way I can say it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that personality will wear on you over time. Um, but I think, you know, the first three, four years, they have a chance to do something special. All right. Eric, Eric you were in uh, you were in San Francisco or Santa Clara this weekend. At mm -hmm. what point in the second half did you know that game was over? Because uh, on on television, it was very, it, there was a feel to it. We're like, oh, this is going to get out of control here. I think you sense it was going that way when I made the play off the, the bounce, you know, would be interception. And then you knew it was happening when they forced the fumble. Like once they forced the fumble, it was like, oh, they're, they're going to lose. It all happened <laughs> in like three or four plays, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, because San Francisco was down. They scored that touchdown after the Ayuk play. Right. They score, they kick off, and on the first play from scrimmage, Detroit fumbles. Mm -hmm. And and in a matter of seconds, they've tied the score by the end of the third quarter. Alex's question, though, is funny because I think most of us felt like the Niners were going to win when they were still down. Like it was that around that Ayuk play, it was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna I think win they were still down with the Ayuk play. It was after the fumble that they that that they tied it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you know it's the Detroit Lions, so you're just waiting to see how are they gonna give it away. I mean, just based on what's happened for that organization in the past. And then it just started unfolding before our eyes and, mm -hmm. you know, momentum started to happen, which I think is a real thing. I know, you know, sometimes, sometimes other people would argue against that. But um, once all those plays started happening in San Francisco's favor, you just felt like it was inevitable that they were, they were going to win that game. What do you feel think like? About, uh, what do you think of Purdy? Because cause to me – Brock Purdy in the second half, not only was his completion percentage super high, but the way he made plays with his feet. And, mm -hmm. and I know we can just look at rushing totals, but it wasn't just the rushing totals. It was the way he escaped sacks. Well, mm -hmm. What did you think about Purdy? 
Yeah, you know, I, I've been saying I think Purdy's a top 10 quarterback for a while now just because I've watched him so much. So him making those plays wasn't surprising. I guess making him in that situation when the moment was that big, you know, you have to – maybe that was a little surprising for for others that were watching that game. But he's done that all year. Um, he's, he's, he's real sneakily athletic. I know a lot of people like to say that about white quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> But but he he is. I mean, he he can get out of the pocket. He can go get yards. Um, he can throw on the run. Um, and he's um he's poised. You know, he's really poised poised kid. Um, so so give him credit. You know, he's he's not a game manager. Um, he's a guy that can make plays. And uh, for a second straight week, I think he proved that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what happened in the first half? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Is that, that not important? Did that not count? Well, no, of course it counts. But, you know, what counts ultimately is what did you do when the game was on the line? Because that's... Through a deep ball, through a deep ball that the DB should have caught at the two-yard line, bounced off his hands, landed in Brown Ayuk's hands he, at the five-yard line. He threw it exactly where he wanted to, Brown. Make sure it bounced Ooh. off that guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> just like they drew it up, baby. Just like they drew like, it up. Just like they drew it up, man. Hey, Go you got you to you gotta, you gotta make your luck, right? I mean, well, Jared Goff had true. so many opportunities, and and yet guys let him down. Balls were being dropped uh, mm-hmm. in critical situations, and so, you know, to me, and the more I think about it, the less I blame Dan Campbell. And I just like the only okay. The only time I blame Dan Campbell is that that third down play on the, at the one at the end of the game. Like, really, that's the that's that was the dumbest bonehead play call ever. I said it yesterday. Other than that, your dudes, you got to catch the ball if it's in your hands, man. You can't fumble Eric. in those situations. Let me pres- let me present a question to you. What if you, as the Lions, you are in a situation you've never been before, mm-hmm. and as a head coach who I would say has a probably one of the best pulses of his team, why can't you see that your guys are struggling? It seems to be getting away from them. Let's just get points on the board. I know we haven't done this all year. I know that's not how we operate, but this is a situation we've never been before. So we may need to do something different because what we're doing isn't working. Because I blame Dan Campbell. To me, at that point in the game, you need to take the points. If nothing, to wipe off the points, that the three that they just put up. You put your three up, and it wipes it off. Every time the 49ers got to stop, the, the wave of momentum just got larger and larger. And if you're a head coach, don't you have to see that? Yeah, I like the idea of, of kicking and, and making it a three-score game. I think that makes some sense. Um, but that was their identity the entire time. That's how they got there, playing that way. And so I do think it it would be hard, you know, to explain to your players why we're going to change how we've been playing all year just because we're in the postseason. Now we're not going to go for it in these situations where we always have gone for it. And the other thing is, is, you know, Badgley's their kicker. Um, he was a, a midseason pickup. Um, I know he had he had made a 54 yarder, I think, against the Rams. But um, you know, you are kicking outside uh, in, in a in an environment where maybe he's not as comfortable as he would normally be. So I think that kind of weighs into your decision as well. But um, I do think you're right. I think there is something to to being up three scores and and, and rolling the kicker out there and 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 getting up 17 because of everything you talked about earlier, momentum. Yep. You know, you could feel the momentum shifting in that game. And then and the other thing, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, Calvin, but the other thing I think that he got away from is running the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were mm-hmm. gashing them in the first half. And then I think they ran it 
maybe just six or seven times in the second half. And and that was been their identity all season is running the football. And it seemed like they got away from that in the second half. Yeah. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com is here. So Eric, look, we got about a minute and a half and I, I, I know we'll talk before the Super Bowl, but just on the surface alone, um, I can't go against Kansas City. Nope. I mean, they're underdogs, but I, and, and I know they didn't score any points in the second half against Baltimore and Baltimore was still hanging around, even though they didn't really ever feel like they posed a threat. What's your like, Two week out initial thought on the Super Bowl. Well, I picked Kansas City to go back to back at the start of the season, so I'm going to continue to roll with that. Um, I just think it's hard to go against Mahomes because um, he's the best player right now, and and he seems to live for these situations. Um, their defense is playing really well. Uh, the offense has picked it up. Um, the last time these two teams met last year during the regular season. Kansas City went up and down the field against the Niners. I think it was 44-23. I know the, uh, some of the players are different, um, but the one player that remains the same is Mahomes, and uh, I just expect Kansas City to get it done. Yep, I know. Me too. Me too. The line moved again, by the way. What is it now? Oh boy. Niners minus two. Oh, I wow. Thought go, I thought it would go the other way. Dude, I should grab Kansas City right now. Yep. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I just think Kansas City is going to win the game. <laughs> nope. so. No back-to-back champions since 2003, four, whenever uh, the yeah. Patriots did. Patriots. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you this much. If uh, San Francisco wins this game, the Purdy haters out there will never hear the end of it. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to point any of them out, you know. I just want to see Purdy get paid. I mean, <laughs> 870000 I mean. I hope he do get paid because the players around him going to vanish magically. We'll see how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> Play the man. All right, Eric Williams, we appreciate you. Thank you very much for being here. We'll talk to you next week before the Super Bowl. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com. Everybody stick around. I mean, we have barely scratched the surface. I, I'm going to actually go in a different direction coming up. What is happening to LeBron James? I, I must talk about this. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, guys, uh, quick time out here. A little halftime of the show. Uh, a couple of quick mentions for you. Number one, I want you to make sure that if you are thinking about any transaction of any kind in real estate or you want more information, you need to call our guy, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. Yesterday, I read to you a uh, an email from a longtime great friend who said, dude, I've been a homeowner for 22 years. I've done multiple transactions and refinances. He actually said that he, and I'll tell you who it is. He said, um, Darren Smith, our former colleague at 1090, advertises for some other company. I don't know who it is. The gentleman called that company to get their pricing, to talk to them about it, then went to Gary and said, Gary, look what they're offering me. And Gary said, here's all the smoke and mirrors. Here's all the shell games. Here's how I can save you a ton of money. And this guy was super happy with the transaction that he did with Gary. So if you're looking to buy a house, if for some reason right now you happen to be looking to refinance, for whatever reason, any sort of real estate transaction, Gary Cooper's the guy. Here's his QR code, 858-376-1299. Um, one more thing back to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. I really would appreciate it if you guys would go in there and take a look at our merch shop. I would love it if you guys had Kaplan and crew coffee mugs and you started your morning with a Kaplan and crew coffee mug, or if you're going out and you like one of those fanny packs, like me and Browner like to wear, get a Kaplan and crew fanny pack, get the new hoodies, um, get the new ball caps, uh, get the t-shirts. Not because we make money on this deal. We really, I swear to you, I wish we did, but we don't. Um, but what we ask is, is that you guys are great friends, right? Miss Molly should have this. I know Tommy Tommy has this. Joe Rigby's got him. 
I mean, if you're Christian, if you guys are great friends, you got to represent, man. So whether it's the long shirt tees, uh, the crew necks, um, I'm taking a look right here at the hoodies, the ball caps, the fanny packs. Dude, go onto our website, kaplanandcrew.com, and hook up in our merch shop. We really, really appreciate you guys as brand ambassadors. So, uh, Alex, any discounts or anything happening this week? No. No, nothing yet? Okay. So mm -mm. keep an eye out for that also, guys. I mean, I don't want you paying full retail either. So uh, kaplanandcrew.com. Back to the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Now, um, fellas, I got to tell you guys, uh, yesterday, this was um, yesterday late afternoon, I was not on the radio up in LA because the Lakers were playing the Houston Rockets and they're out on what they call the Grammy trip. So, you know, they, they hit the road for a while while the Grammys and everything happens, you know, in downtown LA, I guess. I mean, I, I, I haven't been up there and I'm not going up all week. So I'm not really sure exactly, you know, where the Grammys. Even oh, it's take the Grammy place. strip for you then. Yeah, it's good for me yeah. because I won't, I, won't, I won't have to go up there all week. Um, nice. But I, but I do have to be up there like all of next so week. So the Grammys all. are this weekend, I'm assuming. You know, I, I like, okay. They had the, um, I don't, whatever other award show it was recently. Um, I don't even know what it was. The Golden Globes. And and what's after that? What was after the Golden Globes or something else after that? Was the Emmys. The Emmys. Okay. So, so in between LA live and crypto.com arena, there was this huge, huge tent. Like they blocked off the street um, at Figueroa and whatever, you know, maybe it's Chick Hearn or whatever it is mm -hmm. and, and big giant tent and the whole LA live complex is kind of overtaken by all this. And I'm like, I, I, there was a Laker game that night. I pulled into downtown. I was like, what the hell's going on here? I had no idea that the Emmys were going on. So as for the Grammys, I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know where the Sunday. are. At the crypto, at the crypt. Is it's actually in the arena itself? Is that that's what they what, say? That's what Wikipedia says. Okay. So anyway, bottom line is the Lakers go out on the road, and and as a result, it kind of screws up my whole you know afternoons. So I'm not on the radio up there in the afternoons because they're playing on a different time zone. So yesterday afternoon, I had gone out to visit with a long time great friend of mine. You guys will know the name, Corky Miser from Corky's Pest Control. Shout out okay. to Cork, man. Shout out to Cork in a big way. So, so Corky and I go to lunch yesterday afternoon in Ramona because Corky now lives out in Ramona. So for me, that is Schleppsville, USA, man. I mean, for I, everybody. Yeah, like I looked at my GPS, <laughs> dude. You're right. You're exactly right. I, I looked at I looked at my GPS yesterday, and I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this is going to take me 49 minutes to get there. Well, lo and behold, I get stuck in traffic um, at about on the 67 which, you know, is again, it's way the hell out there. Right. And, um, I was stuck for about 30 minutes in traffic. So I, I wind up getting there kind of late, but Corky tells me that there's this barbecue place out in Ramona called Pete's barbecue. And he says, best burger in San Diego. And I'm like, geez, Cork, that's, that's a, that's a bold statement. You know, there are a lot of good burgers in San Diego. That's a bold statement. You mm -hmm. know, uh, Browner, I know for you and I, we both love Jeff's beach burgers down in the La Jolla shores. 100%. Jeff's beach burgers rocks. Um, people traditionally like Rockies and Crown Point, which is, you know, has always been a on, San Diego man. institution. Come on, man. Uh, Hodad's, obviously, down in I'm, uh in OB. I'm partial to the friendly burger. Okay, I've never had the friendly burger. That's on you. Yeah, it's on me. I've not had the friendly burger. And, and, and is friendly burger is that like your local spot in North Park? 
Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's awesome. We've invited you multiple times. You're too I, cool for us. So. It's not that I'm too cool. It's just like, you know, I don't have bandwidth, Browner, you know? Oh, boy. You know how the old B, The old You're B with, dog. B word, yeah. The old big yeah. B, baby. And, and what, the, my what? favorite part about the friendly is that there is no custom options. You get what's on the menu. Okay. Eat this. Yeah. <laughs> I went there. I went there and my sister was here in town and she's, mm -hmm. uh, what's that? She can't have milk or whatever. Or mm -hmm. dairy. Lactose intolerant. Lactose. There you go. Yeah. And I was like, yo, can you go no cheese on that? He's like, nope. I was like, <laughs> not I love cousin. I love, just like know. the place is friendly, but it's not necessarily the friendliest place gotcha. ever. Like it's awesome. So I got to come down there and try their burgers because I because Corky tells yes. me this place Pete's Barbecue. He's like, dude, this burger's bomb. Uh, so we had one, and mm -hmm. I will admit, I will admit, it was bomb. I I I grant them all the credit in the world. Pete's Barbecue in Ramona, your burger is bomb. I I, I go with it. I'm not saying it's the best burger in San Diego County. I'm saying mm -hmm. it's up there. Okay, it's good, really good. As a matter of fact, and when people get so upset about best, yo, it's it's preference, yo. Yeah, dude, like, yeah. Yeah, get off your high yeah. horse, man. Browner likes Burger King, like you know what I mean. Judge wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> what are you doing? What you got to throw know. that in there? That has nothing just, to do. What? Anyway, I just said I, I prefer Jeff's Beach Burgers. Why would you throw Burger King in there? I do like Burger King, though. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, what was the point of you doing that? Just to show people you trying that, to gain? Difference, that difference of opinions are okay. Yeah, they're all right. So I um so I I go down, I go to Ramona yesterday and I go to this place, Pete's Barbecue, and it's sort of like a half a liquor store and half of like a deli oh, counter. Those but they're are good. But dude, they're Ortega. out front, dude. They're they're out front just just smoking meat, bro. You know, mm -hmm. and there's this lady in there, and she is freaking, she is just like raving about the place, you know. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, long story short, is we have this great burger, really, really good. And then uh, we hung out for a little while, Corky and I. And this gentleman walked up to us when we were when we were sitting there, uh, African American gentleman, and he was wearing a shirt that said Carvana on it. And he said, "Excuse me, excuse me, can I um, you guys mind if I interrupt for a second? And he, like, yeah, what can we do for you? He goes, "Are you Corky from Corky's Pest Control?" Because <laughs> Cork's been on TV so much for so many Commercials, years, yeah. right? And the guy mm -hmm. winds up saying to him, he goes, "Dude, I used to service your store or your your office up in Ramo uh, in San Marcos." He goes, and I would see you all the time. He goes, "You used to wear the most outrageous shirts," and Corky and I are dying laughing, right? And then the guy looks at me because he doesn't recognize me at all, and he, I mean, who am I? And he looks at me and he goes, "Wait a second, though, I know you too, man." And he goes, and it turns out the guy is a daily Channel Four viewer of Kaplan oh. and Crew. So, so he, right. he, cause he, I had my back to him. So he saw Corky's face. And then when he came over to say hello, he said hello to both of us. It was very, very nice. Great interaction. You just never know when you're going to run into, into great friends. So I hadn't seen Corky in a really long time. Well, um, when I get done with Cork, I wind up heading back West. I, cause I mean, you're in Ramona. So what other direction are you headed? Right. So I, I start heading South and I start heading West and I, I go from directly over to my girlfriend, Rachel's house in Carmel Valley. And the Lakers are playing the Rockets on TV. And I said, well, I, I need to watch this game. I sat down on her couch to watch this game. And I think before the first half of this game was over, the Rockets were up by like 20-something points. Now, look, I saw the game on Saturday night between the Lakers and, um, and Golden State. And I knew that when that game went to double overtime, and I knew that when LeBron James had played like 40 some odd minutes in that game, I want to say like 48 minutes of that game. I'm like that 39 year old brother right there. That dude is going to be wiped out when they get to Houston. And the only thing I can come up with 
as to why the Houston Rockets would completely, utterly annihilate the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And I mean like posterize LeBron. There were some dunks on LeBron from some guys whose names I've never heard before in my life. And those guys were posterizing LeBron. Not to mention Dylan Brooks, like karate chopping LeBron. Come on, man. Stop no, man. Come on, for real, dog. All right, so hold Come on. Let on, me. Dog. I, I want to hear what Browner's got to say about all this. Alex has a ton of video that we're going to take a look Wait, at. But why did the Lake? Why would? What's your? Why would that happen? Why would you the never, Lakers get destroyed? Yeah, you never finished yeah. because they were as tired as I was after eating that giant burger. So when I sat on that <sighs> couch and I watched that game, and they were up by like 25, 30 points, I was passed out, snoring on that couch, bored out of my mind as the Lakers were getting smoked, and and. I just got to tell you that when you play a double overtime game on the road and you give the effort that it took to get to double overtime to ultimately win that game, and it was an entertaining game. Don't get me wrong. It was a Saturday night. I was sitting at home watching a game, which is pretty unusual. You got to put out that kind of effort and that sort of energy when you're 39 years old, and then you got to go from Golden State up from San Francisco down to Houston, and you got 24 hours essentially to recover. I mean, unless Browner is going to educate me here in a matter of moments, I don't know why LeBron James played in that game last night. I'm not sure why LeBron James was in the game in the second half when they were getting smoked the way they were. They were getting smoked like Pete's barbecue was smoking them ribs out in Ramona yesterday afternoon. All right, hold on one second. Before I go to Browner, can I just talk about prize picks for one quick second? Because you know, today, Brown, have you have you looked into any Taco Tuesday plays today, Brown? I saw there was about five of them. So I jumped I in the email. Yeah, I jumped exactly. That's what I did too. I got the email this morning from Prize Picks. Today's Taco Tuesday. They always come up with really great promotions. And the first thing that I see is the popular section, and they've got Patrick Mahomes at a ninety-eight percent discount right mm -hmm. now. Now the big game is is still two two weeks out, but. 90 actually you know what it's 99 percent. i mean dude i need, <laughs> need to get some glasses no man. i have them i have them i just don't have them sitting here with me you got, i'll go get them 99 percent discount on patrick mahomes 0.5 yards passing now you know patrick mahomes is going to have you know 250 260 300 whatever it is going to be prize picks is giving us a gift of patrick mahomes so now what we got to figure out is something to put with it for example Isaiah Pacheco, this guy has been, I've won with him every week in the playoffs. They've got him at 0.5 rushing and receiving touchdowns. So mm -hmm. I'm highly likely to take Mahomes and Pacheco and put them together. But the other thing is right now, as we're still two weeks out from the big game, but with basketball season being on fire the way it is, if you play in one of those combo plays where you take a football guy and a basketball guy and you play in that specials league, that's when you really, really start to multiply your winnings on prize picks. What's that commercial with them dudes that are like all in a hot tub of guacamole? All them brothers are sitting in the, in a hot tub of guacamole. Prize picks, yeah. You know, I know it's a prize picks ad. I don't know who the three guys are. <laughs> you know? uh, one of them is one of them is uh, Funny Marco. He is a uh, YouTube content creator, Instagram type of person. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I know the other guy's face. I don't know his name, but they're okay, they're they content creators from social media. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yep. Well, anyway, now is the time to get in at prize picks because you can load up your account with Apple pay on your phone. They match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Still doing that for you. And you got two weeks until the big game. 
and you put it together with basketball, I'm telling you, you take LeBron James for three-pointers made, and you take Patrick Mahomes for touchdown passes, and you combine those two things, I'm telling you, man, um, this specials section is the place is the place to go. Brown, are you got anything you're, you're, you're working on tonight? Nothing special. It's a short night tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we really only got three, uh, two, maybe three games out there. Uh, Toronto, Chicago, Indiana, Boston. Uh, yeah. And then New York against Utah. And there's some people on my no bet list. And mm-hmm. I haven't decided on Pascal <laughs> Siakam yet because he just got to the team. So Right. And he all, but he's They got a big discount on him tonight, too, for Taco Tuesday. Alex, mm-hmm. let me throw one thing at you and see what you think. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I'll get back to uh, the Lakers in a second. Tonight, San Diego State, Colorado State. Big, big game for San Diego State. Yeah. Are you maybe would you consider playing anybody on San Diego State in prize picks tonight? Well, Ladie, obviously, a 28 and a half points, rebounds, assists combo. I'm seeing that right now. 28 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 19 points. Um, I'm seeing him for uh, points and rebounds at 27 and a half. So I might as well just take the 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, they're going to need him to step up. He normally does well on the road. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Lamont Butler for more than 10 points as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be necessary, I believe, against Colorado State tonight. So those are my two for San Diego State. Is there anybody that I could put this together? So I'm just going to take Ladie now. Anybody from Colorado State who I should maybe put it together with? I have no idea. Me neither. I don't know anybody's name on Colorado State. That's <laughs> my problem. So when I go to the, when I go to the search bar, don't I can't do it, it. Well, you know what I'm going to do? do no, no. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Ladie. I'm going to do it anyways. No, I'm going to take Ladie. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put Ladie together with somebody from the Lakers, like who tonight's at D'Angelo Russell. Now Anthony Davis is out. Uh, LeBron is questionable. I would put all my baskets on, and Russell's been playing well. Because he doesn't want to get traded. He has been playing well. Mm-hmm. But they are in Atlanta. Right. But I, they've got LeBron James tonight, 29 and a half points. <laughs> nope. No chance. I'm going less on that. Okay. So here goes. You ready? Uh, Ladie, 20 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I'm going to go more. And LeBron, 29 and a half points. I'm going to go less. I'm going to make mm. a play right now. Mm. Bang. Mm-hmm. Bang. You know what's even better than his points? Mm-hmm. His combo. That's a huge number for a back to back 45 and a half points, rebounds, assists for LeBron. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that LeBron, after last night, I don't think he's going to play. So he's going to give you a 30, 10, 5. No, he's got to give you a 30, 10, 6 night. Come on. Right. Against a young, against a young, against a young Atlanta team that will be, in, be hungry to play against the Lakers. They know it's going to be a good crowd tonight. DeJounte Murray auditioning to get traded to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, Clint now Capella. That, now that's a play right there. DeJounte Murray, maybe maybe you play him. Well, I wonder what his his prize pick number is tonight. 21. Not 21 bad. and a half. I, God, if LeBron could LeBron possibly like take a protein shake down and all of a sudden come out and score 30 points tonight? No. Right. <laughs> you know what's in that protein. Did you shake. see the look he gave Darvin Ham last night? He, come on now. Well, show show let's do this. Show us some of the videos from what happened last night. And then Browner, we, we can kind of go through these and describe what's happening. They got smoked last night by Houston. My answer is, is that they, they put out so much effort in the double overtime game on Saturday night at golden state that they got no gas in the tank 
when they get to Houston. Houston's also got a bunch of young guys that are hungry that want to beat guys mm-hmm. like LeBron. What's your uh, thought on all this, Browner? I think that the Lakers need to do what's best and fire Darvin Ham. Oh. I think when you have I, I, listen, I disagree with it. I I'm I disagree with it. It wouldn't be my choice. It wouldn't be my choice. I'm out of breath. But the but the public oh. displays of distaste by LeBron James and Anthony Davis does not fit well for Darvin Ham, in addition to the Bucks firing their coach, and they're mm. in second place and they fired their coach. So I don't I don't think that it's a good idea, but to preserve a great idea to preserve the integrity of the locker room, they may have to do it because the way LeBron James's body language is acting towards Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham's in trouble because if LeBron doesn't listen to you, you're cooked because then AD not going to listen to you. So who is he coaching? D'Angelo Russell don't listen to nobody. Who are you coaching? Austin Rivers? Austin, Austin Reeves. Reeves, yeah, like I no, because he hates to him. me. It's unfortunate that they've gotten to this point that LeBron has now turned a deaf ear on another coach, and now you have to kowtow to what he wants. So just let him pick the coach. Just right, let him pick a, the coach. I'm gonna make another play. I'm gonna take that Pascal Siakam discount tonight, and oh I'm gosh. going to and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go less. You are addicted. I'm addicted to. Prospects. We have moved on. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, we Clearly. did. I know. We did. We have moved prospects. on. I'll, I'll one up you, Browner. Do it. And not only does Darvin Ham have to go, it's time for Rob Polinka to go. Because if you don't have Maybe. the where if you don't have the wherewithal or at least the power as the president or vice president of basketball operations, not only are you the GM, you're the AJ Preller of the Lakers. If you don't have the power to del- to tell Darvin Ham, what are the how many games are they in now? 50, 40, mm. whatever they're no, in. No, yeah, it's gotta be more. If yeah, if you're 40, not 40, if you are like not that. aware of how terrible his starting lineups are, how terrible his rotations are, and you're not telling him, yo, these are terrible. What are you doing? Why is Torian Prince continue to play when he's awful? Like, what is Rob Polinka doing? You put this roster together. You are not bringing out the maximum uh, capacity of this roster that you put together, which, by the way, the entire basketball universe praised Rob Polinka for p- actually putting a roster together this time instead of kowtowing to superstars. He put actual pieces around. So if you got the wrong coach, what I've said, they've had the wrong coach, and I, I, and I'm obviously being proven right there. And then number two, and if you don't have it, what is the word? The balls to tell your head coach that what he's doing wrong? Then what are you doing at well, the same time? I saw a, 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 t- a tweet today from a guy who I know you used to bring on the show all the time, Anthony Irwin. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Right. And he had this uh, tweet where um, he said that LeBron James and Anthony Davis have played, I want to say, I don't know, I'm going to make it up, like 300 games together as the, on the Lakers. Yeah, their and record together. Their record together, you you know that number? It was like they're just barely the above The win percentage is like 55%. Yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. Um, Gene, here's here's his tweet. Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka and the Lakers have had Anthony Davis and LeBron James for five-ish seasons, he says. They are 194 and 161. That's a 546 winning percentage. And think about just this year specifically. Just think about this year specifically. They're actually healthy. Right. They're actually healthy and they're 500. Right. That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. They're healthy and there's there's no like, oh, AD's not around or LeBron's not around. They're taking as many days off as Joel Embiid is. They're taking as many days off as Kawhi Leonard are. Like that, they're not doing something that any other superstar in the league's not doing. And you're 500. The thing I would say about that is 
because they are not injured, they should be better. And if they are better, the team should be better. And when I say they, I'm going to be very clear about the they. AD should be better. AD should be better. There's just no consistency on this team. And I always say when basketball, when you can't bring out effort, that's on the coach, man. Like if you can't bring out effort, you can't bring out any consistency. You can't bring out a five-game win streak, man. You can't – and basketball – and here, here's where I disagree with that. I'm not saying that I, I disagree with anything about Darvin Ham. When from the Kim, from the energy standpoint, from the effort standpoint, if you have to coach LeBron James and Anthony Davis on effort at this point, like that's not on the head coach. No, I'm. I honestly, I, I honestly think it's everybody else that's not bringing it. Everybody else is okay. not consistent. D'Angelo Russell's not consistent day in day out. You know when Rui is never been. He's not. Right. But I'm saying is like the effort, the effort isn't even there from Reeves because the coach hates him for whatever reason. Like it is just a fascinating example of, in my opinion, coaching malpractice. Oh, malpractice. Wow. 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 Dude, I, he, I, I lost, man. Well, he how about that? Lost, there was, there was look, the one, yeah, look, look, look at the picture of LeBron. Giving him Fired. the side eye. Giving him the side eye. I've never seen a coach have no feel for a team like Darvin Hamden. He has no feel for his own team. None. And that's like, it's it's something in basketball, Browner, you know all about momentum and feel and what guys go right together. Darvin Ham does not have that feel for his team and just, at all. It's just shocking that the same guy had them in the Western Conference Finals last year. And now his main two players have turned on him for a reason that no one can put their finger on. Yeah. Well, um, this is going to be fun to watch here now because the All-Star break is coming up and the trade deadline is coming up. And what's going to happen? All right, stick around. Lots more still to get to. This is Kaplan and crew. We're in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. Hang with us, everybody. All right, great friends. Hey, um, let me tell everybody something. We're going to go in a different direction here. We've been talking a lot today of football. Uh, we were talking uh, about the, you know, the the Super Bowl matchup. We were talking Eric Williams about the Chargers and their new GM and Harbaugh. Uh, we we jumped into a bunch of Laker talk. We we've been we had some Burger talk earlier today. We, we've been kind of all over the place. But I got to take the show in a slightly different direction here. We're going to make a very abrupt left turn. Grande Brownman, here we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, and we got a call from Fat Tony. And Fat Tony was telling us about all the damage in South County. You can hear a lot of noise, by the way. Fat Tony's in his car. He's moving his computer and his phone and everything all over the place. And he's got Wi-Fi in his car. But but there's a lot of background noise. So hold on one second. So listen, um, Fat Tony called us and said, you guys don't seem to understand what the rains and the floods of last week did down in South County, San Diego. And according to the weather reports, um, Thursday of this week is going to be like another monster storm coming through. Now, I don't know about you guys, but like my phone has been ringing off the hook with people going, Hey, are you okay? I saw the flooding on TV because everybody saw the video of cars being swept away in these flooded, you know, river thingies. And, um, and so it, it was pretty bad. I mean, Alex and Browner, you guys are further South than me. You guys are down to North park. I'm up here in, in Encinitas. Um, what do you guys know? Well, I have, uh, I, have yeah, I, was, I was unfortunate enough to to know someone who lived down in that area. And it is it's worse than it sounds. It's worse than it sounds. It's for San Diego, it's worse than you could imagine. Like it we saw 
people's cars floating away. The aftermath of what's left after those cars float away. I've seen things on the news where the watermark on people's homes was as high as the address. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that we as a as a county and we as a city don't necessarily encounter that often. But when you get something like this and it's so unexpected and it's in areas that have been, you know, uh, uh, for lack of better explanation, negated. Places where people don't necessarily care about. Because there are many people saying that they had begged the city for years to clean out certain things. And every time it rains, it floods. And now you get a situation like this and it just absolutely wipes out a neighborhood. That's the part about this that has been so sad is that people's lives have been altered forever because, you know, cleaning out a canal. Well, Alex, like it's tough, man. It's Alex, tough. Is putting some, Alex is putting some pictures up on the screen. And Fat Tony uh, is going to jump in here because, I mean, I listen, again, people called me from all over the country. Hey, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. What What are you talking about? They're like, well, I don't know, all these floods. I'm like, bro, it's, it, listen. There was a couple inches of rain in my driveway, but that's, you know, and it's highly unusual, but no, any video that you may have seen on the national news is not nearby me. Alex, show, show us some other pictures. Fat Tony, tell us these pictures are um, that you, that, that you sent us. Alex will put them up on the screen. Tell us what we're looking at here. Um, hey, what's up, fellas? So this, the pictures I sent you guys is where the area that I grew up in, it's uh, called Shelltown. That's the parking lot of the park at South Crest. Southcrest Park, um, the parking lot is everyone's just bringing their junk, like the wet stuff. There's mattresses, mattresses, sofas, carpet, clothes, like everything is just getting dumped right there because the city can't get enough bins. Like, damn, Fat Tony, by the way, is using Wi-Fi in his car, so he may kind of come in and out. Alex, let me, look uh, at some I, let me let me see some other pictures here. Oh, forget it, man. He ain't, this ain't going to work for him. This is not going to work well at all. Mm. Not at all. Um, can, let me see some other pictures here, and, and we'll just promote. We'll explain why we're, we're taking a look at all this. I mean, literally, this is like news to me. You know, oh, my God. Uh, for those of you that are just watching this stuff now on YouTube, and for those of you guys that are listening on radio, you got to see this, man. These are like people's houses, and they've, between the cars and the garbage cans and the boxes and the clothes <laughs> and the bags. I mean, good God, man. Like people with all their stuff out on the streets. Um, I don't know what else you got there, Alex, but I mean, and, and the reason I'm asking to see all this is because it's shocking to me. Brown, are you, you were saying, you know, some people that have been impacted by this and I'm telling you guys that I know I sound like a snob when people are calling me from around the country saying, you know, is this impacting your life? And I'm like, no, not one bit. It's not impacting my life in any way. Um, but now I'm seeing stuff that I just haven't had any exposure to because, you know, the, the, the way the news covers things like this is what's sexy, what's, what's salacious, you know, what's sensational. Right. And so a car being you know taken away down a, a river is, is that's good video. That's what makes everybody kind of stand up and pay attention. Um, now that's we're taking, I was talking about, you can see that car was covered all the way to the top in water. You can see the whole streets covered in mud still. Yeah. And that's where Tony's at right now. He yeah. just sent this picture right now. Yeah, in Shelltown. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is unbelievable. This car is up on the curb, and I'm not saying it's like overturned or anything, but you can see the mud above the car because the car must have just been like, you know, overtaken by water. Anything else, Alex, that we should take a look at That's here? That's good for now. Tony's back too. Oh, he is. He's yeah. Back? Okay. All right, hey, Fat Tony. All right, so so bro, you look great now. Now you you look so that you were look showing us the picture of the park in Shelltown. 
Where is Shelltown for people who don't know? Southeast San Diego, like 43rd Street. If people are familiar with Northgate, it's literally right down the hill behind Northgate off 43rd Street and the 805. Okay. But most people, they'll know if you're like Mexican, you've been to a quinceanera, you've been to St. Jude's. (laughs) St. Jude's is like the oldest Catholic church where all the quinceaneras are. Like it's a Mexican bar mitzvah, bro. Thanks. I knew that. Um, That's why we always say that, you know, bar mitzvahs are like Jewish quinceaneras. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so the park, I, I have to say, I mean, it's I, respectfully with love to everybody. And it's gross. You know, people oh, yeah. are having to em- empty their homes to get the crap that's ruined out of their house. And you're saying the city doesn't have like enough garbage bins for people to just throw stuff in there. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm going to take a guess here that a lot of these folks who are losing all this property and who are losing beds and clothes and they, who, what kind of conditions might their houses be in? Well, the unfortunate part is um, the majority of the people in this area are renters, so they're not going to get any assistance. The The assistance is going to go to the homeowner, not the renters. So they're they're out of pocket on their own on all this stuff. And no one has flood damage, uh, flood insurance out here. So it, it's bad. You, I'm sitting in my car and you could just smell like the mold and stuff in the area. It's not the greatest spot right now. Okay. There's lots of people out here just driving around, handing out food, um, trying to help out any which way they can. Mm. Jesus, man. So what should we all do? I mean, you're you're down there. You're kind of boots on the ground. You're in the middle of it all. You know, um, what what can we as a community do to help some of these people? Because you were always doing very grassroots kind of things. You know, when we do that the thing at Walmart every year, it's raise a bunch of money and give every kid a hundred dollar gift card, go into the store and buy Christmas gifts. Cause these kids wouldn't have money to do that. So in the most grassroots kind of way, what could we do to help? Well, I, par- I talked to my partner, Kyla, um, with our making San Diego smile foundation, and we're going to try to help out. We got somebody who's going to donate match up to a thousand dollars or whatever we raise. And we're just going to buy either like I'm out here and they're asking for like cleaning supplies bleach brushes to scrub all the mold that's starting to build up um school supplies for kids because a lot of kids lost all their stuff whatever is pretty much gonna uh people are gonna need to try to rebuild for say because it Mm -hmm. looks like bro this is bad it it looks like katrina or something like it down here people don't realize because all that water build up from all the sewer galleys that were never cleaned by the city thanks todd gloria um if this was the bottom of the basement and everything's just flooded down here, they're telling me those this is where there was about three to four feet worth of water. I don't know if you saw the video. There was guys on jet skis down here pulling people out of houses. Damn, dog. Damn. Yeah. So, Alex, you got you got any other uh I'm I'm just and the reason I'm I'm asking for more photos is because I'm completely underexposed to the story. Um, I, I feel like I don't watch enough local news in the first place. And even if I were watching local news, how much would they be giving me right now? Because, you know, the news cycle flushes and the sexy videos of cars being swept away. Everybody around the country saw that. But now Tony is telling us something that, uh, Browner, you seem to have some exposure to this because you said you had some friends. Alex, I don't know if you had any exposure. Look at this. Holy Christ. Look man. at that. Look at the size of that tree. That tree is about 30 feet tall. And our you know, like our our 
mayor says, like they they were been on top of the upkeep of these water canals. That's why all these floods happen. Look at had those that canal been um cleared, water could flow through, but you know, that's how it is. It's all backed up and that's where all the cars were pulled out of. Jeez. That's literally like a block, one block that way from where I'm sitting in my car right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the sad part about this is you have had a unfortunate opportunity and people had to be the example of how unprepared the city is because they don't do the basic things that are needed to make sure that the actual infrastructure, the engineering in the city runs properly. Like to this day, if it rained for 20 minutes, Mission Valley floods. Like there are certain things in the city that can be fixed because engineering in the city is up to code. The work on the engineering is not. The, all those all those ways with trees and brushes, all those things should have been filled. There are homeless people living down in these things. Like the city should do a better job at maintaining some of these things. So when you do have a situation like this, it's not catastrophic. I don't think people understand because we use these words now, catastrophic destruction we use these words so much in the news cycle that people have now become routine into hearing them but when you see them less than a 10 minute drive from where most of us are probably hearing this from now when you see them you get a true understanding for how devastated these people are imagine having everything you have gone because it rained like put yourself in those shoes and and it's not like something where these people uh, uh, set themselves up for this. According to a couple of people who I know who were a part of this, they were telling the city the neighborhood, not one or two people. The neighborhood was telling the city about clearing these things out because every time it rains, it floods. But it had never rained to that degree that fast to have wiped everything out like it did this time. So, Well, but, but here's the problem, Brown, is that not only where Fat Tony is, is there all kinds of, like he describes... You know, devastation as if like a hurricane had come through. But according to the reports, we're going to get pounded by rain on Thursday. That's yeah. a, that's what the people out here are, are afraid of. Um, they're they're trying to get everything boarded up, cleared up. Um, so that because of this rain that's coming now, Browner, you mentioned something we all know. There, there, it rains for twenty minutes. What's the first thing that we get that alert that the Mission Valley has flooded? When have right. you ever seen the condition of that water canal in Mission Valley looking anywhere like those pictures I sent you guys? This the and it's a bare facts, you know. It, it's southeast San Diego. It, it's not the nicest area, but there's no tourists know, go there. there yeah, yeah it's, it's, this it's, is it's, not the main there's no main attraction. I'm maybe like five minutes of uh, 30 um the naval base that's on the other side of the freeway, and that's a problem where I'm at. Everything flows down from like Choya's view. Yeah, it's an underserved community for sure. It's an yes. underserved community. So here's what Absolutely. we're going to do. So, and because Fat Tony froze again, here's what we're going to do. Meets uh, up. The- FT, you, you froze, dog. So here's what we want to do. Alex, can you put on the screen the um, Venmo for Fat Tony's Making San Diego Smile, his organization? It's a 501c3, it's a, it, it, is, it is tax deductible. We use this code during the Christmas shopping spree down at the Walmart in Chula Vista. So for those of you that are watching on YouTube or TV, if you would like to help, um, here's what we're doing. I mean, as grassroots as we can do it. 
Fat Tony, you've got somebody that's going to match $1,000, right? So if we can raise $1,000, you'll have $2,000. You'll probably go right back to that same, you know, Walmart and buy bleach and cleaning supplies and school supplies and things that, you know, just literally walking through the neighborhood, handing stuff out, right? Yeah. The, you know, you guys know all the great friends that have participated in our Christmas event. Whatever we get, we're, we're going to give back. We're just going to help the community any which way possible. Like Victor opened up his new pizza shop. We he donated 20 pizzas. We're, I brought 10 yesterday. I'm going to pick them up to the other 10 today. Everything is about the community and giving back. Yeah, you imagine that, dude. It's like Fat Tony pulls into your neighborhood and he's like, hey, I got pizza. You guys want to eat? You guys hungry? I mean, that's just crazy. And you'd be surprised. Shout out to it's, it's, there's just people. Neighbors are just helping neighbors board up, pack up because you know this rain that's coming on thursday that's insane um all right so the email is making san diego smile at gmail.com is that right yes okay if you have any making questions san or anything just email me okay making san diego smile at gmail.com making san diego smile at gmail.com for radio listeners audio podcast listeners you have any questions you want to talk to Tony? you want to volunteer you want to help you want to donate money whatever uh, making San Diego smile at gmail.com. You, Hey, listen, how about this? You're like, Hey, look, I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure the money. I don't know. So guess what? Go buy a bunch of stuff and hook up with fat Tony and, and take it down there. If that's what you want to do, if you want to help, um, it's just a part of San Diego that we don't know. It's underserved. It's not well taken care of. Like you said, there's no tourism down there. There's no reason for anybody to go down there. unless you're living down there, these folks are not homeowners for the most part. They're kind of scraping by and they're screwed right now. And, and we don't even bear, we barely know about it. If we, if it's not for fat Tony, we don't know about it, man. So making San Diego smile at gmail.com and uh, that QR code, Alex, I think maybe one more time for anybody that was like, show me the QR code again. I was about to get my phone and I didn't get my phone out in time. I just put that QR, QR code up on the screen one more time. And if you want to just send some money, it could be $5. It could be $10. doesn't really matter uh, because fat Tony's got somebody that will match up to a thousand. So he's got somebody holding on to a thousand but we're trying to raise a thousand. If we could just put together a couple thousand bucks and all we really need to do is put together a thousand. There you go. Use that QR code and we'll get it all to Fat Tony. Fat Tony, thanks for bringing this to our attention, man. We're sorry to hear about this. He's frozen. All right. So much love to FT. <laughs> Guys, I had no idea. I feel like a complete idiot. Yeah, I, I knew. I just it. didn't know any way to that was, I haven't been aware of how people are doing it. And of course, should have text fat tony because anything that happens below me south of me he knows so yeah glad he was on glad he reached out yeah yeah brown final talking thought about, on that talking talking about the topic on the show is raising awareness for those people who normally wouldn't get their voices heard and mm -hmm. so you may not you may not know the true conditions of what has happened down there but having that topic on this show has done more for that situation than most people have so that is that is the upside to having this conversation here. Yeah. I mean, listen, you guys know me. I mean, I've uh, and I say it like that, you know, this this show, which I tell people all the time, especially when I'm out there trying to hustle business. I always tell people, I go, listen, you can reach more people than ever before because we used to just be on radio. Now we're on radio, but we're also going to reach people on TV. We're going to reach people on YouTube. We're going to reach them on audio podcasts. We're going to send them emails on Fridays. We're going to post stuff all over social media, which Alex, I think today would be a great day to use some of this content for social mm -hmm. media. And I always say to people that I'm trying to sell to, 
dude, we reach more people in more places than ever before for less money than it ever cost you. Because way back in the day, when we had 30,000 plus square feet of office space, and we had a ton of bodies walking around, desks and computers and lights and electricity and engineering and all this other stuff, cost a lot of money back then to work with us at 1090 back in the day. Now it's, it's like pennies on the dollar. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that you got to use the platform for bigger, especially when that, when it's required. And we can sit here and talk about football all day. I can brag to you about going two and zero on my NFL picks this past weekend. I can show you the millions and millions and millions of people all around the country that were watching football this weekend. We can talk about the new general manager for this team or, or what's going wrong with that team or which coach should be fired. But on certain days and at certain times, um, we got to use the microphones and, and, and blast away to help people, man. And so I don't mean to sound so cheesy about the whole thing, but it's true. It is true. All right. Let me do this then just, uh, before we wrap up this segment, you know, let's on, on a lighter note, could we get to possibly, could we get to a, a Tory holistics, California holistics highlight of the day, man? Could we do that? Yeah, the promo code is uh, BetterBud at Tory and California Holistics. When you spend a minimum of seven of seventy-five dollars, you get twenty percent off your purchase at twenty at Tory and California Holistics. The the deals today is Topical Tuesdays, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So fifty percent off Bogo, 25 percent off Doctor May, 25 percent off Fuss and Friends, which I use for my dog every mm -hmm. time I take her to the groomer. So Topical Tuesday at Tory and California Holistics. Go check them out we haven't talked about it today mm -hmm. uh for those that we are kind of off tomorrow and i want to give this man all the love and attention that he deserves browner do it again man what's happening thursday thursday me jason lawhead and ryan dalton there you go ryan dalton now coming to the stage is a very good friend of mine, a very, very good friend of mine. You've seen him on VH1. You've seen him on Comedy Central. He's a very good friend of mine. Let's all give it up for Ryan Dalton, everybody. I just yeah, met yeah, this yeah. cat, Ryan Dalton. They told me he was very funny. So now you guys get to share in the laughs of Ryan Dalton here at the Grand Comedy Club and Escondido. I'm going to get out the way, and I'm going to let y'all go ahead and hear from Ryan. Hit that right, QR code on the bottom end of the screen. Come get tickets. It's 10 bucks. The event starts at 8 p.m., 8 p.m. So come on down. Have a good time. Great friends. Y'all know how we always do. I'll be there. I will be there on Thursday night. Um, I'm, I'm recruiting some people to join us. And uh, for those of you that are watching, again, hit that QR code. It's only 10 bucks. And um, like I said, we'll be there. We will be there on Thursday night. It's a great comedy club. Downtown mm -hmm. Escondido is a lot of fun. And if you get there early, you have to grab dinner somewhere, grab a drink, and then uh, come in and, and ready, be ready to laugh. So Browner's performing, Lawhead's performing. Alex, I hope to see you there. I will be in the house. Shout out, Grand Comedy Club. <laughs> Scan that QR code. It works. Right Scan on. that thing. It works. All right, stick around, everybody. Plenty more to get to. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it's time for the uncensored portion of today's podcast, all up in this B-I-H. Um, so we're off tomorrow. We have we have a day off tomorrow. I told the guys earlier this week, I, I had to take the day off tomorrow. I've got a ton of shit going on with Sided, and we're in the middle of a just a monster push right now. And I needed the day off tomorrow because I've got meetings with investors, and I've got meetings with partners, and I got all kinds of shit going on. 
which we thought would mean Grande and Brown Man and maybe even bring in Lawhead so he could promote the comedy show. But then Brown, what, what's, you, you know, I, I, I totally have to be understanding, man. I've been there and I've lived this before. What, what do you got? You got like school shit going on with kids or something? So uh, my boys are getting to ready for preschool. And so we, we, well, I don't want to tell too much of the business, but we had a nanny who uh, services were no longer necessary. Mm-hmm. And so now we have to enroll them in a preschool, which was requiring for them to meet both the parents uh, in the morning for a mm-hmm. one hour uh, walkthrough and meeting because they want to meet the boys and, and all this other stuff. And so it just really seems like an unnecessary hassle, which would require me to be up at 630 in the morning to get them ready and, and dressed and in traffic and to the school and then sit and talk to these people. And then there's like some seminar you have to sit through. And I don't even know if I want my kids to go here. I might get there and be like, wait, what is this place? No, I'm good. We we out. So we oh hell no. A lot of uh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh we're gonna see. We're gonna Mm -hmm. see. Okay. We're gonna see. Okay. And then and then Alex is doing all the prep for next week where he'll be in Vegas for the Super Bowl. So I mean it's it's gonna be uh, this barking ass dog. Yeah. What's not mine? Whose dog is it? God, dude, every everybody in this building has a dog, dude, and they're all small and they're all lo- loud and annoying and yeah. It can't be just I, I, their doors. Honestly, I don't even, I genuinely don't even hear it anymore. Genuinely, no. don't even hear. It. My dog's the only one that doesn't bark. She does bark, but it, she doesn't have that wimpy, fucking shitty bark. She's got a real, real dog bark. You know what I'm saying? Do She's you, a dog. Do your neighbors know what you do out of your no. condo? God no. <laughs> <laughs> they never like no. i've seen that motherfucker on tv the before. only one that knows knows is my neighbor across the hall she's a she's a big oh, that's so fucking funny you said that you know who confused me the other day mm, who's that or who didn't recognize me the other day i got superman again i got clint clark clint kent clark mm-hmm. clark kent. kalina 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 no at, at tori holistic she from california she she didn't recognize she's you like before. she's like don't you wear glasses and i was like so that's why you didn't recognize me she's like yeah i didn't recognize you Wow. Swear, true story. Wow! I went up I, to her and I was like, "Kalina." She looked at me like I was like some psycho. Like, hmm? really? Well, maybe like, it was also that new haircut you just got. Maybe looking. But clean. I didn't have that haircut yet. Looking clean, dog. So I have glasses now. I admit it. I do. I don't but use them that often. You want to see them? Mm-hmm. Really? All right, hold on. Why aren't you wearing them during the show? You could properly read your price picks ads instead of saying ninety-eight percent. It was very clearly ninety-nine percent. Yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, man. Yeah. All, All right. right, you ready for these? The grand man? reveal. The grand reveal. Damn, dog, those are some thick lenses, dude. Dude, you don't even understand. Like, if I put these on completely and I look at you guys, I can't even see yeah. you guys. It's that blurry. Now, if I take them here and I hold paper up in front of me, oh my god, it's like wow. night and day. Here, wow. blurry. Here, crystal wow. clear and big. But if I were to, if I were to like wear them like full on (laughs) i cannot see far in these glasses everything's really far you got reading glasses yeah reading glasses dog wow what well i got 2020 vision all up in this bitch clearly not dude look at that thing what look Look at at that they're magnifying glasses when you turn to the side you could see the thickness Okay, that's how you blind see? you are when it's that what close, are you seeing, dude. You don't see that. Ref- Watch. 
You don't see that? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, those are thick. Bro, what? Fuck. Bro, you look like Rick no. Moranis. And, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids when he's looking for them, man. Bro, Dude. what are you doing? Bro, Damn. I, can tell you, I can tell you this. I can tell you this you right like now. buddy from Ghostbusters 1. I'm going to tell you something right now. Oh. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Bro, when, I, when I look shit, down. Dude. I, I no can way, see bro. the shit out of some shit. Yeah. You should be you do some shit with them bad boys. <laughs> but if I if I'm like right that? now that was funny. I can see the shit right here. Oh, but like right here, it's crystal clear. Crystal clear. But there then if going. I have to look beyond dude, it gives me a headache like right away. So if you put them on like all the way and then you read it, does that yeah. work? Or do you gotta look at them like an old man? I gotta what? Do you have to like actually do the old man read or can you wear them like that? No, I cannot wear them like this because I can't see it. Like anything like, like, like this is blurry. This is crystal clear. So I can't right, wear right, these right. things. Okay. Why, are yeah, they that they're, bad? They're, no, they're that thick. Yeah. Yeah. They thick, boy. They, them, they them thick, guys boy. are sticking and making a style, like, boy. I don't know if you can see this, but you should watch. I put you full screen. Do that yeah. thing again where you put them over. Don't put them over your eyes, but like. Pick your sun, pick your glasses up, and just okay. like look at how they magnify. If you watch oh, this back, wow. you'll see what we're talking about. Oh man, you what am I looking this. at? No, you'll no, see. that's not what I'm. Yeah, pull them away from your face. Yeah. There you go, like that. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Look oh, at that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 <The> fun house. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what are you? Oh my god! It looks like an optical illusion. Ooh, that's hilarious. Oh, that is hilarious. You that blind dog? You this blind, dude? I think these are like one point two five readers, dog. Dog, that's uh, I don't know what how I don't know how those numbers work, but that's high. Right. I don't know what one point two five is. I would hate to see one point three eight one point three. Dude, I'll tell you mm -hmm. right now, I'm a young man. Uh, look how dark my hair is. You see no up in that biatch. You sure don't. Uh-uh. That ain't nothing the box can't fix. Mm. All right, listen to me. We got to go. We got to get out of here. Um, we are taking yeah. the day off tomorrow. Please pardon us, everybody. You know we love you, and we're we're sorry we got to take the day off tomorrow. It's so February, we... baby. Get ready for it. Days off are next coming. Time, yeah. Next time you get ready to uh, make picks, put them glasses on so you can see the future. Okay, I will. Okay. Oh, you know what's uh, – speaking of days off, you know who – I guess we should have brought this up earlier, but you know who Darren's on vacation? Our former colleague, he's on vacation. You missed you you see this? You totally oh, missed it. <laughs> dude, you, you missed this. Me and Brian were talking about this earlier. So, oh. dude. So, dude. I when did I miss this? Yesterday. Commercial? Yesterday, yesterday, I get my car. I get my car okay. yesterday. I'm going to make this real quick. I get my car yesterday. I turn on the radio. This is middle of the day because I want. I got to go out and visit Corky. I mentioned Turn on my radio. I turn on 97.3 first. Craig Elston is doing a full breakdown on a Monday to start. I think, I don't know what time their show starts. Top of the hour. A full breakdown on the San Diego Soccers, a game that none of us have seen, none of us have heard, and no one gives a shit about. And he's telling Annie, and bro, she's not saying a word for 15 minutes. Aye. And and then I turn over to Darren, because I figure, oh, Darren's just going to be killing him. Darren's on vacation. Marty's hosting, and I don't know who the guy was that was on with Marty. I have no idea. Yeah. Today, I saw a tweet with Coach Quintero saying, Darren's on vacation, and they've got me filling in. 
coach filling in for Darren against his former station and against Craig Elston. I hope Craig talks a whole bunch of soccers because coach is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Wow. I mean, Jesus, man. Wow. It tells you what tells radio you what they, wars. Tells you what they thought about Marty's hosting job yesterday. You Ooh. know what I mean? Well, I didn't hear any of it, but I just find like I, I think that's awesome. That's hilarious. It is hilarious. It is. Keep talking those soccers, man. That's that's uh, that's good stuff on the day after the AFC and NFC Championship game. Oh, Lil Brandon, Lil B. What's that mean? Sorry, I'm just reading Twitter. I'm, I got ADD. You know, dude, I'm having uh, He's going back to the Rams, dog. Brandon Staley's taking the defense coordinator job at the Rams. He's interviewing today. Okay, all right. You know, my boy Alex interviewed for the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator job, and mm -hmm. he's interviewed for the Vegas offensive coordinator job. And no, he was not working at Vegas, dog. Well, I like I like the idea. Did of you see this this rumor about Chip Kelly? No, what up? What about him? He's trying to get back in the NFL as a coordinator, and like the Raiders are interested, or he's interested in the Raiders. Leave UCLA before they go to the Big Ten and go before to before the they NFL. become Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. be a coordinator. That's very interesting. Ooh, I know. All right, we got to get go. over. We got to go. We're out of here. We're back on right. Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday. The show will be, uh, we'll have a best of for you tomorrow on radio and on TV. And, uh, and then we'll be back live on Thursday. Peace out everybody.